Welcome to Diacast, the rootness tootness podcast in the Wild West. Here on Diacast, our group of six lone riding gunslingers play different RPGs, bringing you a new game and system every few weeks. This week, as you can probably guess by my flawless Western American accent, we are playing Desperados, a Western game where we get to play as gunslingers, cowboys, sheriffs, and everything in between. My name's Lukey, and I'm going to stop using this accent now. My name's Lukey, and this week's question is, what is your favourite Western film or book? And mine has got to be Calamity Jane. How can you not? Fair, fair, fair. Love that, that film. Knowing knowing your character, um, yeah. that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> I don't know what that you explains mean. That explains a lot about your character, honestly. Um... What? <laughs> I just blew in from the Windy City. The Windy City is mighty pretty. Matt! Uh, hello, my name is Matt, and uh, I love westerns. Uh, I think my favourite oh, is probably... Uh, I'm going to go for High Noon for its like its basic simplicity. Mm. Like, there's so many brilliant westerns out there, but High Noon is just perfect. It's Gosh. just perfect. Like, Fantastic. Uh, hi, my name is Jacob, and uh, for whatever reason, I've not you know, uh, engaged with much, you know, Western cowboy culture stuff. Though I suppose you can argue that D&D is cowboy fantasy and chainmail, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, <laughs> my favourite Western... Oh, hang on, I'm, I'm annoyed at this. You have. Firefly. That's Fair. a good point. Firefly was on my list. Um, and I was I was tempted to go for I was tempted to go for Westworld, but in the spirit of like going for like genuine to the core Western, I've got to nominate Blazing Saddles. Mm. Um... Fair, 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 fair. I have never yeah. seen what, it. What a film! <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I just, just, just the scene where he holds himself at gunpoint. It's glorious. <laughs> um, the that is like that's 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 the level of like charisma that I aspire to um, mm. <laughs> in my life. Um, yes, moving swiftly onwards. Hello there, my name is Peter, and I'm going to say my favourite Western. Yes, it is a space Western, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I have not I have not interacted with many of the genre. I, uh, I've i interacted with a lot of crime fiction, which is essentially... Uh, which came out of Westerns. Ha-ha! That's did a cool it? bit of... Yes, it did. It was. It's the, sort oh. of sa- it's the same sort of urban... It, it comes out of the same masculine fantasy, but basically <laughs> detectives, detectives are just urban cowboys. Fair. Um, so, um, in the sort of evolution thing, I am going to go with the podcast Midst, which is a word I can't pronounce. It is pronounced. It is M M M I D S T, as in within as in, the midst. in the midst of in the midst of something. If I had completely uh, voided my mouth of fluids, then I might be able to pronounce it. Uh, the uh, it is a very very well put together audio drama. It is. It is overblown as all heck. It is a, it is six episodes, which they managed to stretch to twelve, but it is really, really quite good. Uh, it, it builds tension quite nicely. There is a brilliant scene early on where there are two people um, uh, talking. There are two people talking to one another, narrated by three people, and it is genuinely hilarious because one person is trying to get out of the conversation and the other one will not let them, and it is like. <laughs> It is a very creative use of the audio space, so give that a listen. Hi, I'm Helen, and uh, like Peter, I don't really know much of the genre. If you'd uh, asked me about crime, I might have a, a bit more chance, um, but I yeah, I don't really know very many westerns. Um, so I'm going to go with the definitely well-known, popular and not at all niche album High Noon Over Camelot by The Mechanisms. Ah. Grief. That is all. Fantastic. I have nothing to say. Cool. I know what I know what that is, but good. Well, go listen to it now that you are curious. Uh, I'm so busy. Listen to it while doing other things because it is an audio medium. All right, now that we are in the mood for some Western storytelling, let's get right to it, partners. Right, yeah, so this week we are playing a game called Desperados. Uh, yeah, so we, I've wanted to do a cowboy game for a while because I love genre pieces. And there's there's not that many cowboy games out there. Um, I settled on one that's kind of a middle rate. It's like 
it's simple, but it's not too simple. I've had to make a few tweaks to it because it's designed to be played in person. So we're going to be removing stuff to do with lines of sight and uh, I've kind of jerry-rigged the fighting system a bit, but it's fairly simple. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. The only other yeah. thing I'll say, uh, just at the top, is that um, the Wild West is set in a real-life historical time that was not nice for a lot of sectors of society. So we're going to be doing like, yeah, mm. based, this is a world where people who don't happen to be young white men or old white men are welcome and are productive and happy members of this society. I'd love to be in <laughs> um, that world. Yeah. Also, um, if anyone knows the game Desperados, you'll probably know that there is a uh, one of the classes is voodoo practitioner we have decided to not include that because we do not think it is something that we six white people from england should be tackling yeah it feels like something that's not for us right there's a lot of all of these issues are very important to discuss and there are forums to discuss them and this is not Not one one of them them, i feel like Uh, right so um, uh, yeah so yeah that's some qualifiers but without further ado we're going to enter fun happy fantasy western cue horse noises (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I forgot my coconuts. All right. So, we open up scene. We open up. The sun is rising on the nice town of Newer Wales, New Mexico. That is to keep it separate from New Wales, Old Mexico, which is just up the road. Okay. Um, so, this is it's your classic frontier town, right? You have kind of rolling bluffs and scrubland and desert all around, but then in the middle. We have like one high street, which has got loads of wooden buildings on either side. And you've got your, your, your gunsmiths and your haberdashers. There's a saloon. There's a church at the end of the road. It's a nice, happy little community. Right? There's a real good brothel. This town, <laughs> is your, <laughs> this town is your typical sleepy little western town in every way, except for... Within the last five years, the railroad has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We now have... You guys are very, very near the front of the railroad. We now have a railroad that links you to civilization, And the railroad extends out beyond newer Wales and is heading off into the wilds, the frontier. We have, in fact, just gotten railed. And so- yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oof. We've received surprise training. <laughs> No, that's worse. So, yes. yeah, Sorry, yeah. That's, that's beautiful, worse. Well, we could just not. That's we could art. Just, we could just continue stop with this. Hello. Now listen, this is my story, and I'm going to tell it however I want. I, I so the narrator uh, to the uncooperative Lyle people Loxley. in the town. Well, yeah, it is Lyle Loxley. Um, yeah, he's not here right now. Um, I don't have <laughs> I, that many American voices. I'm so. Kyle Floxley, you idiots. <laughs> kind of writes that one down as well. <laughs> uh, we. <laughs> This is the town of Newer Wales in New Mexico, right? Newer Wales. And everything is as you might expect on every on a on a given morning in Newer Wales. The day opens much as it normally does, and so at the start of the day, as she often does, the sheriff wakes up. Sheriff, would you make yourself known <laughs> to the listeners? Oh, if the dawn is breaking, then the sheriff has been up. Honey bunch, she's been up for All right, a while. All right, so you get up early, do you? Oh, she gets up early. She polishes every one of her twenty-seven guns. I don't know where this accent <laughs> has taken me. <laughs> she takes her trusty steed, John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, aka Earl, <laughs> out for his run. Okey smokey. Out for, out for his exercise every morning. So what? You kind of go out uh, before the sun rises and kind of like circle the town. Oh yeah, do a perimeter search, rustle up my uh, my deputies. You you have uh, you have a grand total of one deputy. My deputy. <laughs> uh, your deputy is called uh, Liberal Trumpet Nelly. Uh, <laughs> my deputy, Liberal Trumpet Nelly. <laughs> she's a uh, she's a very loyal deputy, but she's uh, she both carries around a bugle and lives almost exclusively on beans. <laughs> Listen, um, I had no other options, and I owed her daddy a favor. So here we are. <laughs> She's very keen. She's very keen. Um, yeah, so tell so us about the sheriff. What's the sheriff's name, Lukey? Tell us about the sheriff. Uh, so the sheriff is Loretta the Bobcat Church. Nice. She is quite a diminutive woman, actually. Small but fierce. You know, 20, 25 years ago, she was a rootin' tootin' cowgirl out on the plains, hungry for adventure. She strolled into newer South Wales looking for a drink and a good time, and she found the town. Inhabited by Silvertoed Jack and his crew of ne'er do wells. His, his crew of ne'er do wells. 
and uh, finding that he was running this town into the ground and being begged for her help by those around her, she challenged him to pistols at dawn, shot him between the eyes, and was named sheriff by the town and never seemed to be able to get away. So nice. she's been What was his name? Silver Toad Jack. Silver Toad Jack. Mm. That silver toe is on a chain around her neck. That's <laughs> grisly. <laughs> oh. Nobody comes here trying to do shit. And now the railroad has come. It's just full of drunk men looking to get their rocks off down at Madame Quincy's. Uh, yep, so the the uh, <laughs> the saloon run by Quincy Lombard, Quincy Lombard. Is, uh, is called the Stetson's Rest, which is at the end of the street. Old, old flame of Loretta, she and Quincy go way back. Uh, so you will be sitting in your easy chair. In my easy chair. And then your, your deputy, liberal trumpet Nelly. In their uneasy <laughs> chair. <laughs> gonna, oh, she has the most in. uneasy chair you've ever set your eyes on, partner. So liberal trumpet Nelly, she comes in and she immediately puts her bugle to her lips and goes like... Nelly! Nelly! Which she does Nelly. to announce her presence every single time. Nelly, <laughs> like I tell you, every morning I am hungover. <laughs> Sorry, Sheriff, I didn't mean to wake you up. But there's awake. some news, Sheriff. You know you told me to keep my eyes peeled for that that no good bandito, strong barometer Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And after I took that vegetable peeler off you and explained what the expression meant, you've been doing a very good job of not finding anything. <laughs> well, that's just the thing, Sheriff. I clapped eyes on him not two hours ago, walking into the Stetson Rest. You did what? And you didn't tell me? Two hours ago? Where are you been? I wanted to finish my drink and my breakfast first. <laughs> Nelly! <took> two hours. <laughs> what were you I love eating? my bean sausage breakfast. <laughs> Nelly, how could you? You better get on there quick, Sheriff. I'm sure Strong Barometer Jones is going to cause some trouble. He's already beat up the piano player once for playing his favourite song. No, saucepan hands. <laughs> Not saucepan hands. What, what do they call him? <laughs> the, pia- the piano player, where is it? Saucepan hands Tweedy. Saucepan- <laughs> Not saucepan hands Tweedy. He's an institution. Ever since he was institutionalised. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm on my way. <laughs> She uh, she grabs her pistols, one on each hip. She so only two off the twenty-seven. Yeah, she, cool. she her favorite two. Yeah, she... <laughs> freedom and democracy. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. This is the <laughs> this is frontier the and justice. West. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy frontier. and Lombard. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy oh, and no, Lombard. Uh, my my Quincy is a a pistol of a different kind. If you get <laughs> shotgun, that's written underneath the uh, underneath the salute. Quincy Lombard's a pistol of a different kind. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just oh, a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, we got, well, we got the episode title. I called shotgun on her years ago. Anyway, uh, oh right, she jumps out the window onto Earl's back. Dramatically, he's waiting patiently. Yep. G up Earl to the saloon, and he gallops all of I assume eight feet. To the saloon. Yep, so you're going to yep. gallop towards the saloon. Liberal Trumpet Nelly is running after you, going with a trumpet. Um, as you ride up to the saloon, you notice that a, uh, a train has pulled into the station as well. This is not unusual, given you have a railroad. You're at the saloon. We'll come to you in a minute. Yeah, I think I'm at the saloon as well. I think I may get called to the saloon. So uh. moving the camera... As Sheriff Bobcat Church is riding through town in all of her glory, I think we're going to go to Helen. I, you, I believe you keep a shop on the high street. I, I keep a practice. Well, hell, y'all. I'm a uh, Doctor Charlotte. Doctor Charlotte Anne. Sam. <laughs> I'm, I'm the doctor of this here good town, and I've been living in New Wales most of my life. And I was here when Silver Toad Jim got the. Got, got a little bit rough for us, so uh, I was one of them there who petitioned the bobcat to help us out, and then I was leading up the vote to get her to stay, and she's been there ever since, and, you know, this place is uneventful, unimaginative, all those words were peaceful and happy, and I couldn't be more Every relaxed. Every time I try to leave, you give me a packed lunch and somehow I end up right back here. We sit down and talk <laughs> about your feelings. <laughs> so you guys know each other, you've known each other many a year, right? Oh, I. Much to Loretta's dismay. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so Dr. Charlotte Anne, you are just checking in on a local who's got a stomach complaint. You know, it's not unusual. And you clock the sheriff riding towards the saloon. 
and you know that even though the sheriff does indeed head to the saloon often, you know this is a little bit early for the sheriff, even by her standards. Jimmy, Jimmy, I just need you. Oh, no, no, back up, right? So. What you saying, Doctor? You got this slice of lemon, right? Just rub it in your armpits. So he wants me to rub it in my armpit and then drink it. Is that right? Medicine by Boppet rules. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have a raw egg with it. Um, so, so yeah, you see the sheriff run towards the saloon. Meanwhile, Bobcat Church, the sheriff. But yeah, you tack up your horse outside the Stetson's Rest. Roll an insight check, please. First roll. Two questions. So, First, what is, oh. what is the name of the dude that I've come here to yell at? You've Strong. come here to yell at Strong Barometer Johnson. Of course. And how Other do, questions. How do what game? dice are we doing and how do rolls work in this game? Yeah. Right, so we are using D6s. You should have three of them. Those are six-sided dice. You may know them yep. from every board game. So, for any given roll, unless I say otherwise, you're going to roll the three D6 and you're going to add up the score. Uh-huh. And I'm going to set you a difficulty between 1 and 18 for any given roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is just your naked, but then on top of I'm that, naked. you're naked. But then on top of that, you can add things, you can blag to me things that you think would increase it. So I've asked you to do an insight check. So you'll have some kind of buff on insight on your character sheet. So you can add that to mm-hmm. your roll. I have rolled 334, which is 10. My insight is 4, so that's 14. Cool, 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 because you are perception. So if you clock as you walk into the saloon that there are a pair of wanted posters. Uh, in the window um, you sheriff recognise the names because you had these um, you told liberal trumpet Nelly to put these up and you see that there are two posters one is for singing Shiloh Spoon and the other is for Lexicon Moody aka Old Lex um, both of them have pretty hefty bounties on their heads and both of them are wanted for banditing and being members of the Moody Spoon gang <laughs> The moody spoon yep um and you just clock those um as you walk into the saloon inside the saloon you see it's much as you uh both of you remember it it's kind of your standard kind of interior saloon with a wooden floor and there's like that kind of there's tables where gambling can take place there's a whiskey bar at the back and then there's like a little gantry and stairway up to kind of the private rooms where you've got a couple of um employees hanging out scantily clad kind of <laughs> leaning over the side seamstresses uh, as it were they're all kind of hanging out uh loretta of course carefully steps over the one creaking floorboard that is there to uh alert the bar to the presence of a newcomer who doesn't know that it's there that's why there's, there's always a creaky floorboard when uh yep, when someone comes do. into a saloon mm-hmm. normally this place would be full with atrociously played piano and bad music Whereas at the moment, it's actually just the hubbub of chatter. The piano is not being played, which is very unusual. Is there anyone at the piano? Uh, no, there is nobody at the piano. Now, looking around the room, there, there, are, there are some people that you recognise and there are some strangers. So we're going to look at the strangers first so that everyone's in the game. Yep. <laughs> so, no, I think it's more fun if they never get to play. <laughs> so, Peter. Well... How now there? You'll see before you a gentleman of a certain demeanour, and that demeanour is a man who is partially dozing. (laughs) Partially dozing. Partially dozing. He is just a little sleepy. He has got a wide he has got a wide black hat with a sort of triangular bit cut out of it. Um it -hmm. looks like a Stetson that is uh, slightly too wide. Uh, this is this is more sort of a a twenty three gallon hat. He is in um, denim a thing, or am I making? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, denim, denim will be okay, a thing. he is in. He is in the heaviest denim. He is. He is not in. He is nout, but double denim. He is in fact probably in triple denim. He is. He's, he's in denim a in triplicate. Suit and the whole thing is made of denim. Black hat, blue. Uh, unfortunately, leather shoes. That, that's oh. only because they have to have metal spurs on the back of them, and denim shoes with metal spurs is even a bit too much for my imagination. Um, <laughs> or those, those metal clickety clackety things. I think are spurs. I don't think yep, they are. Those are spurs. Nice. Um, uh, across his lap is a. I'm just going to say medium rifle. <laughs> this is um, a rifle. One of those one. Uh, one of those uh, ones with the hand reload. I don't know the proper name. Yep, for I know. It. I know exactly what you mean. The kind well, the of the ones I, where I, you go. Ka-chunk. 
Uh, yeah. Yes, or it like is a breech loading the ones kind that, of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, is a, uh, it is a handle reload. I know it has a very special name, but I do oh, not I know what that name is. I think you're talking about a, uh, a, a win. It's the gun that won the West. It's the Winchester. Yeah, right? it's the Winchester. Hello. Um, yeah. Smith, um, Where I live. Uh, and, and at his side is his two trusty Smith and Vessons. Uh, <laughs> for we are uh, for nice. we are pre nineteen twenties. He has a gla- he has a glass in front of him with a strange brown liquid in it, which is a sort of <laughs> is a medical liqueur which he picked up some time ago. Quite the quite the sweet thing to keep you going in the morning. And <laughs> and so I introduce you to Sticky Toffee Nelson. <laughs> Sticky Toffee Nelson. <laughs> Sticky Toffee Nelson is is known in some parts. In these parts, luckily, nobody has learned his name, even though his strange third-person attributes... (laughs) His strange (laughs) third-person attribute that he's giving himself. So, so... So Sticky Toffee Nelson's just like sitting at the table, minding his own business. Uh, the door has burst open. Thereby, he he is probably taken taken note because the sun sunlight has hit his eyes, uh, and, <laughs> and and his entire brain has gone. Huh? Um, <laughs> that's sort of like. Meanwhile, a yep. uh, Jacob, you wh- where are you at? Tell us about um, yourself. I'm prob- well. If if the door has burst open with any kind of force, then I've immediately dived behind whatever table I was sitting at. Um, yeah. d- done. S- sign of a guilty conscience. Um, yep. The um, the figure currently trying to um, pass this off as um, f- falling out uh, falling out of his chair um, is a short, thin, wiry fellow. Um, seems like he never really got past the gangly elbows and knees part of puberty. Um, mm-hmm. It gives you the impression of both being like a coiled spring and strung out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Very different things. Like uh, when you stretch a slinky too much. Yeah, kind of deal. Um, mm. Yeah, and um, he goes only by the name of Musk. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's waiting downstairs. Um, mostly he's mostly he's waiting to see if he will be able to uh, get the train um, out of town, and that entirely depends on whether the um, men that he played a few rounds of Texas Hold'em with last night have woken up yet and are likely <laughs> to take issue with the results of that game with him on the train. <laughs> Okie dokie, noted. Um, so the other thing you know as well is that um, the the train is late. Like You've been kind of waiting for a train to get out of here, and the train oh, timetable seem to be a bit fucked. Oh, they before I instinctively dived under the table, I was eyeing up the balcony um, to the rooms where these gentlemen last retired. Cool. So that's that's what we see in the saloon. Firstly, I've woke. I've sort of woken up, and the piano's not playing. Sticky right. Toffee Nelson likes a little likes of play on the old ivory, not himself, mm-hmm. other people. So he's gonna look, look. Uh, so he's gonna look over and see the try and f- see the state of the uh, the poor piano player. <laughs> Yeah, um, where's so, um, Mallet Hands Tweedy or whatever his name is? Saucepan Hands Tweedy. Mallet Hands was his uh, was his brother. Yeah, <laughs> we we ran him out of town years ago. So uh, you see, Saucepan Hands Tweedy is he is sat at the bar and he looks like extremely nervous. He's got what looks like a bruise on uh, like the, the, on his temple. Aww. He's quite a small kind of rattish man, and he's just a bit huddled there looking quite sorry for himself looking very sorry for himself where's uh, the uh, other... where's quincy uh quincy you can't see um i check just under a table quickly there's a couple of old timers in the corner who when you go under the table they're just like you're at small shoes <laughs> <laughs> you'll see just my beautiful quincy, shoes you know how she is <laughs> oh yeah um <laughs> These three have been sitting in those chairs like for the last twenty years. You've never I've seen them. I've never move. seen them not in those chairs. <laughs> You've never they seen were them there out when of I arrived. <laughs> they, they've they been there. They haven't aged. They the are just out. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's crazy. Um, so you enter um, the saloon.
So yeah, the the barman is one of these people who like he's the best dressed man in town. He's wearing like a perfectly ironed shirt and waistcoat and a little bootlace tie and a, a viciously trimmed moustache. And he looks like he was tragically born without a sense of humour. Here, whip pour whiskey. And he drops the, he gives you a bottle of like brown liquid. And we also pour water. And he gives you a bottle of brown liquid. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I, I peek up from behind, I, I like stand up from behind the table and go, occasionally we have beer. <laughs> Not today, Sheriff. Not today. Hey, uh, Sammy. Sammy, where's the boss lady? Um, he kind of, he nods uh, respectfully at you and he goes, um, she's upstairs, Sheriff. And he kind of nods his head up to, like, some of the rooms. And he nods his head towards the room that you know is, um, is Quincy's. With a client, or? Not that I saw, Sheriff. Not that I saw. I, I go up to Tweedy and I say, Tweedy, what happened? Strong Barometer Johnson's in town, is that true? Uh, okay, when you mention the name Strong Barometer Johnson, he kind of he flinches like, in Aww. horror. He's like, Tweedy, he... I ain't never raised my hand at you in anger and I ain't gonna start today. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just born with a nervous disposition, sure. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> The thing is, that, that mean old Strong Barometer Johnson, he came in and he didn't like my piano playing very much. Well, no one likes your piano playing very much, Tweety, but that, that ain't the point of it. <laughs> well, that's not the thing. I know nobody likes my piano playing too much, but most of y'all don't hit me over the head with a saucepan. He thought it was funny. He Where thought it was saucepan? funny. And he's, he's just crying into his saucepan house. Where'd he go, Tweety? Where'd he go? Sa- like, sh- like, shameful Sam starts patting him on his, <laughs> his back. I love this man. Where'd he go, Tweety? Um, he just kind of gestures upstairs. Um, is he with the boss lady? Oh, like they they both immediately shake their heads like no 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 no. Is he with one of the girls or guys? Um they both say yes. <laughs> Great. He he paid he paid for the triple service, ma'am. <laughs> Oscar, Larissa and Ash. <laughs> All three of them. You keeping them busy. Uh, they're, they're playing cards or something. I don't know. This is a Hollywood. Uh, yeah, sure <laughs> this is a, this is PC. Doing, Sam. Uh, anyway, so at this, uh, at this what point, they call the old scented octopus. <laughs> oh. What did you so, say? I'm so at now. this point, <laughs> right. no, I, I'm going to let the narrator continue and just everybody else think about what I just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the three old timers go. Yeah, let the narrator finish. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so at this point, everybody uh, in the saloon will become aware that one of the doors upstairs slams open, right? And they kind of, the, a very grimy man strides out. He's big. He's kind of got a big old belt and big, big boots that kind of clumpy clump when he walks along. And uh, he's got a big old, like, black beard. And you don't know if the beard was always black or if he's actually blonde and he's just never had a bath. Um, oh, no. But he kind of... <laughs> But he kind of comes out striding, and there's like a cluster of like some of the uh, the accountants behind him, looking at like looking at him a bit like that is a disgusting man. And they can't and, be um, Yeah, and he comes out, and he kind of he's in a rage, um, and he's got a bottle of whiskey in his hand, and he looks down into the um, into the pit, and he's like, "Where is he? Where is that man?" <laughs> I'm already under the table. <laughs> so uh musk you you recognize this fella <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you you recognize this fella as the man that you pulled a couple of fast ones on like, yeah last no night. okay i really should have added more laudanum to his whiskey on um, on the <laughs> um yeah so uh sheriff um saucepan hand says well that's just a trouble sheriff this mean temper fella come in but he ain't got any coins and he couldn't pay for anything he wanted it on credit he's mean you see Ooh. Um, that's don't why take we send credit. She don't even take credit from me, <laughs> and I'm her goddamn wife. <laughs> I've just decided oh, that I'm married to Quincy. To I hope that's okay. Yeah, I <laughs> hope that's okay, Matt. Please tell me if it's not. But I think that's, I'm married no, to that, Quincy. You know what? It's adorable. I'm all here for it. Like it, it, may, it may not be public knowledge in the town, but we as players know that you guys for are married. For the record, yeah. for the record, um, one of my skills is conceal. Right, okay. and I have a conceal. I, I rolled seventeen to conceal myself beneath a handy table. I thought okay, you were so going to conceal their marriage. Cons- <laughs> so, you are you hiding under the table that th- the three men have never left? 
yeah, it looks like the most solid cover. Let's be honest. <laughs> Can we have some Alrighty. names for these guys? Oh, I'll come up with I'll come up with some. Okay. Uh, I'll leave I'll leave Peter to come up with the names of the three old timers. But in the meantime, yes. So Musk is hiding but, uh, beneath the three old timers for a seventeen. You said you rolled. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Um, so he's not spotted you, but strong barometer Johnson is going to kind of come climpy clomping down the stairs. The whole tavern has gone tavern. The whole saloon has gone quiet, and he's uh, he's kind of he pulls a um, like a little like a, like a, a horse whip out, and he's like kind of flitting it around, and he's like, "Where is that no good son of a bitch that done me out of my hard earned dollars?" Presumably, I recognise. Barometer Johnson? Uh, yeah, so you've seen yeah. Barometer Johnson before. You know him as a troublemaker. He doesn't live in town. He's like, he's one of these people that kind of does odd jobs. Like, sometimes he's a gunman, sometimes he's a cattle rancher, sometimes he's a gold miner. It, wh- whoever will pay, right? But last and, month he went too far. Yeah, so you thought you'd, you thought you got rid of him. You thought you'd managed to kind of finally get him out of town. Um, but here he is, in the flesh, clearly having had a few drinks, and he is looking for trouble. Right. So yeah, so Musk, you're hiding under the table of the old timers, and their names are Cumberbun, Samson, Blue Nose, Jose, and Disturbed Lefferson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna speak up at this stage and just yep. say, "Excuse, uh, excuse me, sir. I do believe you're causing an awful lot of ruckus, and it's too early in the morning for this kind of thing. Now, if you don't mind taking your drink." Up to that lovely lady up there. Maybe going and see the sun. Maybe retire. Maybe retire. Look at the sun as it's rising. And maybe a gentle liquor out on the balcony. So Lick- he Sorry. turns. Liquor <laughs> <laughs> out on the balcony. Musk bangs his head on the underside of the table. <laughs> maybe take your drink. Liquor out so, on the balcony. <laughs> so Strong Bronometer Johnson turns towards you and he looks Sticky Toffee Nelson up and down. And he's looking you up and down. And he's going to spit tobacco on your boot. And he's going to say, And who are you to give me orders? Yeah. Oh, the, na- the name careful stranger is Sticky Toffee Nelson. And I don't know if you've heard of me. We'll leave that up to DM's discretion. <laughs> um, what's your reputation? Do, do you have oh, a reputation, Sticky uh, Toffee Nelson? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, Stick- Sticky Toffee Nelson used to work for some very, very bad people. And he was well. He, he he wasn't left hand man. He was potentially sort of left trouser leg. Um, he was <laughs> left wrist. Kind of, left left back pocket. Yes, definitely. Oh, he's definitely a back pocket. Uh, right, but so, you used to roll with a rough crowd, is what you're saying. Probably known as a person you don't mess with in some circles, but in some but in other circles, but sort of local area. Please do not mess with this man. But is right. but. Do you wanna- oh, also, yeah. Oh, actually, let's see if there's something I can roll. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's there'll be intimidate of some kind, which I imagine comes off wits. I, I do quite like resolve. So also for resolve, yeah, because I have a, quite a high resolve. Because you're standing your ground. Yeah, Ooh, roll I say intimidate. I've got quite a high resolve. I rolled a ten in total. Mm. He's heard of you, mm. but he thinks that you're you're smaller than your reputation. So he looks he looks at you and he's just like ah hurting myself a sticky toffee nelson and i i thought the man would be broader in the shoulder and taller the nose but you sir and stickier than nelson don't need stickier than nelson (laughs) (laughs) don't need to be broad to shoot straight (laughs) he right uh, when you say that he reaches out and he grabs your your gun arm all right so if as he's gonna approach yep uh, i have only one move planned uh, you know in Kingsman where they use where um, that scene where he, where Colin Firth uses his umbrella to throw a throw the pint glass throw the pint yeah. glass at a guy's forehead. I would like to yep. do that with my brown liquid at the back the butt of my rifle. You I, may it, do is so. The, is the brown liquid molasses? The, uh, the uh, I, I, genuine. I, I was expecting it to be some sort of like sugar drink, but then I couldn't quite work out what. Um, <laughs> it, it would literally be Coca Cola. Clearly, just just toffee. It's, yes, just like yeah. toffee. Yeah. He's it's just, just drink- toffee. <laughs> this man currently is it's buzzing. Warm toffee. So, what are you going to roll, Sticky Toffee Nelson? I'm uh, thinking that's probably maybe agility. I can do agility. I will happily roll agility. Yeah, because it's not really brawn, is it? My word, I did not roll well. What I am going to do is I am I am going to use da 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 da. One of my strength of nerve to re-roll yep. one of my dice. 
Uh, when I said I had to re-roll one of my dice. So this is a thing we can do, is that you should have a strength of nerve score. Mine was five. And you can spend one of those, so you decrease your score, to re-roll a single dice. Not a whole dice roll, just a single dice. Yep. Do they and then these will or... replenish on a long rest. So I turned, a, I turned a one into a six, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, so that is, I got a 14 in total. Not bad. So the 14, what it's going to do is you fling this sticky toffee mixture uh, <laughs> at uh, Strong Barometer Johnson and, and the glass kind of... burning hot. So <laughs> he goes down like a sack of bricks. Like, literally, oh. he just falls down on the floor. Um, and he's like, Ugh! he's going to get up in a second. Sheriff, did you want to do anything? Uh, yes, um, I would like to lasso him. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, I, love I, it. I can I can help with that because uh, I did roll a brawn check. Uh, oh, brilliant! So my brawn was I got a seventeen on my brawn. Okay, um, so uh, lassoing is presumably agility. I'll take agility, yeah, because agility kind of loops in dexterity. And I do have the athletic skill, which I feel like. Uh, I don't know if it's athletics, but like, just just take agility. Well, I also have horsemanship, if that's more appropriate. Uh, that is actually more appropriate. Yeah, lassoing <laughs> is actually horsemanship, really. So, yeah, we'll take that. Uh, Rope him in. We got a 13 plus my agility, which is 6. So, 13 <laughs> plus 6. I'm min-maxed. Uh, 13 plus 6 is um 19. 19. There we go. I, f- I got there. I worked it out. <laughs> I did maths, guys. What happens is that... Uh, strong barometer Johnson is going to charge furiously at Sticky Toffee Nelson, but he doesn't get very far because you stick your foot out and he goes clump into the ground. Sticky Toffee, you come in and give him a couple of punches and kicks, and uh, the, the the crowd goes wild. And then Sheriff, like being the official like justice in the town, you then do a bit of rope work. You loop him by his feet. And I think what you're going to do is you're going to loop him by the feet. You're going to loop the other bit of the rope over the banister and you're going to pull him up so he's hanging upside down. (laughs) Strong Barometer Johnson, what did I say would happen if you showed your sorry face and your sorry ass in this town again? Sheriff! Get out of my face, Sheriff! I'm old money! That's... Uh, right. And you ain't got point... no money, you no bit. There he is! There's the son bitch took my money! Uh, yeah, because uh... I think what's happened inadvertently is I was just creeping out. However, yeah. I rolled, um, even with a, uh, even cashing in my strength of nerve, I turned a one into a one. Um, so, <laughs> um, with, my nat- with my total score of ten, uh, I think that the lassoing of hoisting him upside down onto the banisters brings him perfectly up to um, naval level with Musk as he tries <laughs> yeah. to sneak past. Uh, gives him a perfect clear, clear view of, um, of of me kind of silhouetted against the door, just as, and I'm kind of like, ah, yeah. Scooby-Doo he's like, he's nodding furiously at you, and he's like, I demand justice. That man is a thief and a charlatan. Um, he's yelling is, his head off. Is Musk within like reach of me? Probably not within reach. If he's by the door, probably not. But you can see him. Like, uh, I turn to him and fix him with my gaze, and I go, "You a thief, sir?" Uh, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> not, not ever, not ever, not for nope. years. No matter. You take nope. this man. You take this man's money. Search the man. Uh, I mean, I, I played played around, played around the cards, but played played a few mm. rounds of cards with it. You won it from in fair and square. Exactly. He did not run it from me fair and square. No man has five aces in his hand. <laughs> I do, uh, sir, with respect, with respect, sir, you were quite far in your cups at that time. Um. Any witnesses <laughs> can attest to that? Certainly um, I can find you witnesses. I got five you. men on that train, saw everything. Johnson, Johnson, shut the fuck up. <laughs> sir, any witnesses? Um, I ain't, A couple of other gentlemen joined us. Also quite far in that cups and i don't think i can quite help but uh yeah uh glance nervously up at the um the couple of rooms where they may still be out cold loretta (laughs) follows your gaze and goes "Uh uh-huh and she looks at sam and goes he turned truth um sam just kind of shrugs and he's like i i just serve drinks ma'am i don't pay attention to the business of my customers 
do, do, do we want to do a retroactive check of some kind where I try and, where I'm concealing my because I absolutely rolled these people for everything they were worth. <laughs> yeah, um, the bit, like, yeah, like go for the check for narrative, like resolve. Yeah, I guess resolve. So, uh, oh yikes! I got a five, a six, and a six plus oh. four. So I got a twenty-one. I rolled <laughs> triple sixes. So I also rolled a 21. Wow. There's, so there's a dead-eye stare between the two of you across the saloon. And then at this point, uh, a man stands up um, at the back of one of the tables. Now this man is like pff, like n- maybe six foot tall, clean-shaven, wearing like not super fancy clothes. Like we're not talking like he doesn't stand out like a sore thumb, but he's... Wearing a nicer kind of coat and boots than most of the guys around here. You'd imagine he probably came in by train, not by horse. But he's like, he stands up and he kind of straightens his waistcoat. And he says, um, now friends, 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 please calm down. There's there's no reason to get excited now. Um, I'm sure it was just a pleasant misunderstanding between these two fine gentlemen. Sir, with all due respect, I am the law in this town and I am just ascertaining some basic facts. I'm inclined to not agree with the gentleman who is hanging from his britches from the ceiling all things considered but i still have to do my due diligence well that uh, that sounds mighty fine of you sheriff and i must say i've heard a reputation of uh, one such as you and you were you're known throughout these whole parts as a fine and law-abiding woman and it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance ma'am he looks at all of you guys and then finally his gaze finishes on um a strong barometer johnson and then he says <laughs> who's just um, twirling round and stuff <laughs> he's just like get this damn rope off of me um, <laughs> and the guy says um uh, oh, yeah, charlotte, charlotte Ann isn't, yeah, isn't here yet like, i was waiting for it to kind of to oh, i thought enter. someone would get hurt and then someone would call for the doctor to be honest yeah i was kind of waiting for someone to get hurt i'm you sorry we'll come to you in a minute job of cartoon combat um, but yeah, so this fella, um, he looks at all you guys and then he ends his gaze looking at um, Strong Barometer and he goes, now perhaps there's a way that we can all come away relatively happy from the situation and we can go our separate ways. Now, I myself uh, had engaged the employment of uh, Mr. Johnson there, but um, in his current state, I'm not sure that he'll be of much use to me. And frankly, from the way I've seen him conduct himself in this little affair, I'm not sure that I wish to uh, purchase his services any longer. However... You fine folks seem to be exactly the kind of people I could need. That's good because he's going right to jail, sir. Well, that's mighty fine, but you see, I still have a job that pays well, and if I, I would not, in good grace, give my money to a criminal now. Ah. I would, <laughs> I, I would like, I would like to not make any noise at this juncture. <laughs> However, I would also like to say, could some, should somebody call that man a doctor? He appears to be leaking brown. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, we should have a doctor here at once. I think- I think maybe Tweedy should see one as well. He's got a mighty fine shiner there. Oh, oh. Uh, Nelly, I got what they call the could... concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly, do you think you could go fetch Dr. Charlotte Ann? <laughs> uh, Nelly, like, salutes the, the most, like, over-the-top salute. She goes, what? Sure, Sheriff. And she rushes off, rushes off to bring Dr. Charlotte Ann. Um, so, Charlotte, I'm going to cut to you really, really quickly. We all so... stand in complete silence until she gets <laughs> Yeah, whilst the lady with the trumpet's just gone, I think we should make introductions to one another, and then I'll hand back to the narrator. <laughs> cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just end on that then uh, for him, is that you say, oh, certainly, allow me to introduce myself. My name is... Uh... <laughs> My name. name is Mr. Bygard Coffin. And then we'll <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was pretty happy with that one. <laughs> Mr. Bygard Carthen. Uh, meanwhile, uh, back at the, the Sawbone Surgery. Um, is that what it's called? It's now. It is now. It is now. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Sheldon, Liberal Trumpet Nelly. The first you know of her arriving is... Uh, howdy, Nelly. Oh, howdy there, Dr. Sheldon. Uh, the sheriff's calling for you over at the saloon. Ah, oh, dear. She got hangover again. Uh, well, yes, partially that. I'm sure I would bring the hangover special if I was you. All right, let me just make up my tea. <laughs> we got ourselves a bandit hanging upside down, swinging around and all the blood rushing to his head. We got ourselves a piano player with the concussions. What? What are they doing to little spatula hands? <laughs> I know. It's a shame. It's like animal cruelty. It shouldn't be allowed. 
I'll be right over. Let me just grab a bit. Wait, wait, wait. We've got the oil. We've got the snake. Milk venom. and rattlesnake. Oh, oh cocaine. <laughs> Can't forget the cocaine. Oh, heroin. We've got to get the heroin. Oh, wait. Oh, actually, actually that's it. As soon as you, as soon as you grab the cocaine wine, like uh, <laughs> Neville Trumpet Nelly is just gonna be like, actually, now you mentioned it, Doctor, I got this terrible pain in my knee. <laughs> Perhaps if I had some of the cocaine wine, I'd feel much better. I told you before, Nelly, it's for your calves, not your knees. Right, and so she's gonna guide you, even though you know exactly where the saloon is because it is across the street where it's always been. Liberal Nelly still makes a uh, a show of like moving the horses out the way and saying follow me, stay close, and all that kind of thing. She takes her job she very you. seriously. She does. Ah, you're She's a good lass, Nelly. <laughs> well, thank you, Doctor. I admire my job and my work. I'm proud. Um, She's lost her deputy's badge eight times this week. <laughs> <laughs> You've given up giving her metal ones. It's just like a little wooden one at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's very proud of it. So yeah, you guys, so you, Charlotte Anne, you enter the saloon and you see, as we already know, you see you've got Strong Barometer Johnson hanging upside down, muttering to himself. And you've also got poor old Saucepan Hans Tweedy kind of nursing a whiskey and rubbing his head. Ah, good. Someone's already given him some whiskey. That's what he really needs. <laughs> Oh, you hear, you hear that? The doctor thinks I should have some more whiskey. <laughs> calm down, um, calm down. I need to get you some other medicines. Mm-hmm. So did of... you want to, again, bringing in uh, mechanics a little bit, did you want to do a quick medicine check yes. on um, saucepan hands? Okay, that's five, five, two, plus five. Seventeen. Nice. Ah, very good. So straight away, you know, uh, you sit down, and I imagine you kind of do that thing they do on ER where they kind of shine a light. In his eyes and all that. Except it's a lantern. Except it's a lantern because we don't have torches at this point in history. Well done, Matthew. Pulls open his eyelids and tilts its head a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the window, you idiot. Um, And yeah, you know the um, Saucepan Hands doesn't actually have a concussion. He's just, he's mostly just feeling a bit sorry for himself. He's got a bruise on his head, but he'll be fine. So you can kind of just... Give him a bit of whiskey and he'll be all right. Yeah, let me put this little stickle pasta. Let me put this, this little, uh, it's called a band-aid. Oh, would you kiss it better for me, doctor? I, I, you're too old for that now. I told you that stops when you turn 11. <laughs> oh, just one more time. Ah. Sam will kiss it better for you. <laughs> Sam leans in and says, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if medically required. <laughs> if the doctor is what the doctor ordered. Um... <laughs> now, what have the rest of y'all been getting up to? Anyone else hurt? Have you been making a mess of the bar again? Quincy ain't gonna be happy. He <laughs> made a mess. I put the mess up off the floor. Look, he's hanging from the banister. You put me down this instant. I have rights. I am an American citizen. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, getting yourself hung up like that. It wasn't yeah. my fault. They outnumbered me. They ganged up on me. <laughs> and you use that as an excuse. What sort of cowboy are you? <laughs> I'm actually a gold no... prospector, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he, ain't no, he ain't no cowboy. He's a troublemaker. And as of tomorrow, he'll be headed out of town. <laughs> uh, at this point, By God Coffin is going to put up his hand. It's like, please, please, a moment, everybody, please. Let's just take it down a notch. Now, I have... Oh, okay, so... I slip the, slip the rope down a bit so that he chokes. Oof, he us. bangs his head <laughs> on the bar. By, okay, when you do that, uh, By God Coffin does this kind of, You know that, that kind of like almost too nice laugh where he just kind of goes... <laughs> he does that. He does that sort of thing. Like when your boss makes a joke. Yeah, it's like like it's a practice laugh. He's like... <laughs> yeah. And who's this mighty fine gentleman? Oh, He's uh, someone uh, who wants to offer some folks some money for some shady business. Ladies, gentlemen, all of my friends here, allow me to introduce myself. I am Mr. By God Coffin. And I work for the Blank J. Strowbridge Railroad Company. Here is my card. I believe <laughs> I mean, yeah. he is a plot device, Miss Charlotte Ann. <laughs> Literally, so the, the, the card says, uh, By God Coffin, plot device. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I... Plot device and exposition services. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Coffin. Welcome to our little town. And it is a pleasure to meet so enchanting and knowledgeable a doctor as yourself, Dr. Charlotte Ann. Ah, you flatter me. It is what I do best. <laughs> I have a proposition from the Blanket J. Strowbridge Railroad Company. We find ourselves in need of strong, capable freelancers who can help us on this little endeavor. Now, I was going to engage the services 
of Mr. Strong Barometer Johnson there. He appears to have the concussions now, and I don't really feel I have faith in his ability to complete this job. However, I would like to float it to you fine folks in case you'd be interested in earning a bit of money for easy labor. Allow me to present my case. We at the Blanket J. Strobridge Railroad Company have been building a railroad up into the north of this area, into Rattlesnake County. This has been going very, very well, but you see, we've been having ourselves some trouble with the Moody Spoon Gang. Now, you might have heard of these. They're mighty unkind, ungodly folks. And you see, they have been sabotaging our railroad operations in that whole county area. We have got as far as a hillside where we need to make our way through and build a tunnel. But you see, we cannot get the supplies out there. Every time we try and get the supplies out there, the Moody Spoon Gang, they jump on our train and they take away our supplies. Now, what I am in need of is some fine, capable fellows to hop <clears> on board <throat> the dynamite train. Fellows in... <clears throat> I apologize, Sheriff. Fellows, in this case, is being used in the figurative sense, meaning all people of any alignment. I hope we've cleared that up. I wouldn't want anybody to feel excluded in this enterprise. Now, I need some I fine, capable folks to ride the dynamite folks. train. Fine, fine people, people, folks. folks. <laughs> to ride the dynamite train between here and Dusty Hill up in Rattlesnake Country. If you can make sure that the dynamite reaches the miners at the hill successfully, there will be a not only a financial reward for you all, but also the everlasting gratitude of the Blanket J. Strawbridge Railroad Company. Uh, when he mentions the Moody, the Moody Spoon? Moody Spoon? The Moody Spoon Gang, yeah, Moody yeah. Spoon. I glance at Nelson and I glance around the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, wondering if there are any unfamiliar faces who might be because like i know about the moody spoons and i know they got some ears and some eyes and some noses here and there insight roll insight oh that's bad okay that's eight plus four is twelve <laughs> um there's great. quite a few folks crowding around you don't spot any like there's a couple of unfamiliar faces but most of them have very much have the look of like railroaders you're kind of like there mm. might be some moody spooners amongst them but there's there's nobody in like a black stetson hat who looks proper dodge like no one who fits the obvious type uh, what you will spot is that is that musk has dropped any sense of affability and is watching um coffin very carefully very like uh, <laughs> you're trying trying to like uh, basically i'm trying to figure out if i if i know him if i know him from somewhere yeah and therefore, if this guy is likely to know me, um, I don't think it's a role because it's either you know him or you don't really. I, I think you get an inkling that you've seen him before. Mm. Like you can't be sure. Like you're not like I know it's this. It's kind guy. of like a, a background detail. Yeah. You're, you're, well, it's kind of like this guy is certainly has a personality, and you're kind of like I feel like I've I've met this kind of guy before. Mm. Like even if in passing, you feel like you've kind of either seen him or heard him somewhere yeah, okay. before. Uh, whereas none of the others of you have any any memory of Bygod Coffin. But um, yeah, he basically, he stands there and he's like, I will be offering you, a, each of you, 100 of your finest American <laughs> dollars. Stop speaking, stop speaking right now. Uh, it would be a pleasure, Sheriff. This sounds like the kind of conversation we should maybe be having in private. Why, certainly. Perhaps, perhaps uh, we should uh, take this back to the Sheriff's Steakhouse. The Sheriff's Steakhouse. The, sh- <laughs> <laughs> the Sheriff's Station. Lead on, <laughs> Sheriff. Allow me to retrieve my hat. And he takes his hat off of the hat stand and plops Nelly, it firmly on his head. Nelly, come and help me get this, uh, this scallywag down from the rafters, will you? <laughs> I would be my pleasure to help you, Nelly. <laughs> he says. Uh, so, um, by God, Coffin helps um, Liberal Trumpet Nelly to take off um, Strong Barometer Johnson towards the jailhouse. Careful now, you don't do no permanent damage. <laughs> Permanent damage? I have been assaulted! Yeah, yeah, I'll get to you in just a minute. You ain't being <laughs> assaulted no more than a cow has. <laughs> I have been assaulted and I have been insulted. Young man, you better quit oh, your yeah, whining. I've been insulted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get we get to the sheriff's station and... Uh, is anyone emphatically it. not going to the sheriff's station? I think I'm following specifically because I feel it is my medical responsibility to do a final check on a barometer. Yep, that's fine. Um, you can be doing that once they've plopped him in the jail coffin. cell. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, hello there. <laughs> yep, so, and Musk, are you going along as well? Uh, yeah, I'm cool. tagging, I'm tagging along behind. 
I I am I have put like a a gentle but determined hand on Musk's shoulder <laughs> and I'm steering him mm, clearly, yeah, okay. but in a friendly manner towards the show. I I, come I am along, I am fella. come and have a glass of milk it, and hear this proposition. And uh, very interesting. I am coming to my own free will. You can get it. No need for the hand. I can, I can walk. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just guiding up. Absolutely, no, no, no implications being made here or in any way at all. Um, <laughs> and I just keep like shuffling <laughs> forward a couple paces. Come yeah. and have a nice glass of milk from old Bessie. Yeah, cool. <laughs> straight. straight uh, my, from my, my, woman. my poncho is um, the poncho that I'm always wearing is uh, accentuating just how much uncomfortable fidgeting I'm doing. <laughs> I look like I'm trying to take off. Um, of course, put you, put you in the uneasy chair. Yep. yep. Um, you have been sat in the uneasy chair. Um, yeah, so buy your coffin. Basically, he repeats his offer to you where he's like, for anyone who wants to make 100 bucks uh, at the uh, at the grace of the Blanket J. Strobridge Railroad Corporation, all you need to do is ride the dynamite train and you need to take that dynamite safely from uh, Newer Wales to Dusty Hill, which is the end of the railroad. And if you can get it there, then your job is done and you'll be paid in full. How how long is the uh, the journey from here to Dusty Hill? Should take you something in the region of two hours. Two hours. Can I leave Nelly in charge of the town for the <laughs> she, she, like Nelly's like day. standing there with her chest like puffed out proudly. But also trying to pretend she didn't hear you say that. She's just like, oh, me? What? I may, like... need, I may need to deputise Quincy for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I could go and buy myself... I could buy myself one of those old boat uh, boat tickets. Send myself all the way back to Europe. <laughs> and Why? It's just a place I've wanted to go. Alternately, yeah, I could right. get some less dry denim. <laughs> and as, as he, sort of crink- <laughs> he sort of crinkles gently as he walks. <laughs> crinkles gently. You need to wear it in, Nelson. Wear it in. It's quite cheap material. This hat's made of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> when you um, when you talk about your cardboard uh, hat, um, Bygod Coffin is just going to take off his own very fine velvet Stetson. Mm-hmm. And he's just gonna like kind of pat you gently on the shoulder, mm-hmm. and he's and gonna say, even finer step. <laughs> he's just gonna say, like, my friend, once you have been paid in full for this fine endeavor, I recommend you take yourself down to Herr Volschmidt's tailor's. At the end of the street, you will find yourself a fine suit there. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you ever so much. I will take that into consideration if I'm ever if I'm ever back from these parts. Anyway, he's basically gonna say, like, you're no. chat amongst yourselves, but any of you who wish to take me up on my offer can meet me down at the train station at noon. And then he's going to leave. Nelson, you've, um, you've had some dealings, might I say, with the, uh, the Moody Spoons. Dealt with them on a couple of occasions. Nothing that, and no, not, nothing that, no problem, <laughs> no problem that a good, <laughs> the good six shooter and a good eye can't solve. Apart from maybe the a seven stick times. A shooter? T- what the hell is a stick shooter? <laughs> So, well, um, Nelson. Hello. Uh, because because you're a uh, because you're a, a well-traveled man, yeah. and you know of the Moody Spoon Bank, you know that the Moody Spoon Gang are a pretty vicious gang. Oh, like they've kind of been operating here for the last like seven, eight years or so, and they're unique in that they have two leaders. Ooh. Um, which is Singing Shiloh Spoon and Lexicon Moody. Oh, okay. And so you also know that, like, you want to be wary of them because they're singing Shiloh Spoon and she's, like, the muscle, the gunslinger. Ooh. But then you have Lexicon Moody, who's the brains. And then the weight, oh. like, together, they're pretty deadly. Lexicon Moody, what? One hell of a name. <laughs> also known as what Old Lex, like, ah, on occasion. Old Lex. Uh, old Lex. I, I, honestly, after writing that name, I imagine, Matt, you had a cup of tea and a sit-down. <laughs> I did. I'm very, I'm very happy Gave with that. Give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> Well, hello there, partners. It appears we've had a little bit of a hullabaloo going on around here. Well, what a time it is, and so nice to meet y'all. But y'all have to all come back next week so I can see your delightful little faces. <clears throat> I would be lying if I had said that I had not done that voice 
whilst buying Maltesers. But until then, thank you for listening to Diacast. If you'd like to keep up to date with episodes and announcements, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Diacast and on Instagram at DiacastPod and subscribe to us on your favourite podcatcher. And hey, if you enjoy listening to us, maybe consider giving us a rating or review or sharing us with a friend. You know, we'd, uh, we'd really love that. You can now support us on Patreon, and we would absolutely love it if you consider giving us just a few pounds a month. Go to patreon.com slash diacast to check out their tiers and rewards available. Diacast is Lukey Slynn, Matt George Lovett, Jacob War, Helen, Peter Wellman, and H. Folkmans. Our logo and banner art are by H. Folkmans. The Diacast theme is by Matt George Lovett, and this week's theme is Western Cowboy Ride by David Felzillian. I hope that's how your name is said, good sir. Do good tunes. This episode was edited by Matt George Lovett. This week we were playing Desperados, a link to which can be found in the episode description. And at least for this week, that's how the dire cast. Ye diddly do ha.